Oscar Combs here, and I want to put one rumor to rest, once and for all. The story is that Rafferty's goes all out for sports fans. And let me tell you, it's absolutely true. Confirmed. And fans love Rafferty's right back because the food is so terrific. Serve fresh. Serve fast. Serve friendly. Lunch or dinner. Rafferty's menu is jam-packed with all your favorites. Steaks, prime rib, chicken, ribs, delicious dishes and generous sizes that really satisfy the appetite. So come hang with the sports crowd at Rafferty's. It's the tastiest place in town. Welcome to Conversations with Oscar Combs, presented by Rafferty's. Episode 46 will feature part one of Oscar's conversation with Larry Johnson. Originally from Morganfield, Kentucky, Larry Johnson was a big-time player in a small town, and it didn't take long for Larry to figure out what he wanted to do in life, and he had some help along the way. Larry describes his recruitment to Kentucky and what it ultimately came down to, and we'll get a little bit of history about some of the other players from Western Kentucky to wear the blue and white. You will like what Coach Hall had to say about his recruitment of great athletes, and that included Larry Johnson, and what those comments meant to Larry. Larry remembers his first day in Lexington and on UK's campus, and we'll revisit some of the big games that Larry made some big shots in. Larry Johnson has played everywhere, and that includes the last game at Memorial Coliseum, the first game at Rupp Arena, playing in Madison Square Garden, the Palestria in Philadelphia, and Dayton, Ohio, in which a big upset happened. What's that old Johnny Cash song, I've Been Everywhere? Well, Larry Johnson's been everywhere, too. I'm Bo Robinson, and we're going to take a trip from Morganfield to Lexington to the White House and to Japan. Larry, Oscar, and I are thrilled you're along for the ride. This is Conversations with Oscar Combs, presented by Rafferty's, and his guest, Larry Johnson. Larry, mm-hmm. I've never seen you in my life without being a smiling face and a happy mm-hmm. parents. you you got to be the happiest man on earth. Well, uh, Oscar, you know, uh, I am. Uh, you know, I guess that's uh, sort of the reason why I'm, I'm always smiling and happy because, you know, uh, I feel that uh, I've been blessed, you know, throughout my whole life, you know. Growing up in western Kentucky, well, you have a large family, small family. What was it like? Well, I, th- I think uh, we had like a, a mid-sized family. Uh, it was six of us. Uh, you know, I, had, uh, I got uh, three siblings. And when did you get interested in sports? Well, uh, at an early age, uh, uh, it had to be when I was in elementary school. But, you know, uh, I I had this teacher, and we had a uh, conversation one time. I said, I'd really like to go to college. And I said, I don't think it's possible that I'll be able to because, uh, you know, my family is not financially able to send me to college. And uh, she sat down and talked to me and uh, said that, well, have you heard of scholarships? And I said, no, ma'am. And the teacher's name was Miss uh, Elizabeth Pike, you know, and she was my sixth grade teacher. And she explained to me what uh, uh, scholarships were. And uh, I said, well, uh, uh, how do you get one? And she said, well, uh, they give athletic scholarships. I said, really? And she said, yeah, if you play some sport, you know, you have a chance to probably get a scholarship. So right then and there, you know, I made up my mind that I was going to play some sport and uh, try to w- get a scholarship to go to college. You were born in the mid-50s? Uh, yes. Grew up in the late 50s, early 60s, at a time when African-Americans uh, 
didn't always have the opportunity to play uh, college sports, particularly in the South. Uh, how how did you come along in your life uh, to where you felt like, hey, you know, I can do this? Yes. Well, uh, you know, uh, yes, there was a time that uh, where uh, a lot of athletes, uh, uh, I would say, uh, uh, being a, a, a black man, a, a kid at the time, uh, didn't have the opportunity to uh, go to college or play sports at college. And um, I was aware of that. Uh, I know a lot of uh, uh, very good athletes, you know, at that time, you know, uh, uh, probably, you know, wanted to go to college and didn't have the opportunity. But uh, I sort of uh, uh, kept an open mind and uh, uh, kept faith that uh, perhaps uh, uh, if I uh, got a uh, fairly good uh, basketball player, it, uh, I'll probably have the opportunity to go somewhere and play. Tell me a little bit about your high school career. Well, uh, uh, my high school career, uh, I think uh, as a player, you know, and student, uh, uh, went uh, exceptionally well. Uh, and uh, I think the reason for that w was, uh, uh, I guess, uh, my sophomore year, uh, we got a new coach. Uh, uh, the old coach was Steve Cunningham, who was a really great, you know, coach uh, there. And then he decided to leave and step down. And then a uh, young young guy, he wasn't much older than we were, <laughs> and his name is uh, Ernest Simpson. And, Good old uh, Ernie. Yes, a oh, oh, fabulous person. And I and I owe uh, uh, a lot, you know, uh, t uh, you know, because of uh, what he did for me when I was in in uh, high school. Uh, he was just a, a fantastic coach, and uh, and he taught me a lot, you know, uh, about the game and uh, and uh, my dribbling style and all. You know, I owe that to him too, you know, because he helped me uh, perfect, you know, to like uh, become a good ball handler. He also coached another Wildcat, didn't he? Uh, yes, he did. Uh, two other ones. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me. Oh uh, yes, uh, 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 Coach Simpson also coached uh, Dwayne Casey, mm -hmm. who's a good friend of mine. We grew up together. And uh, Fred Cowan, uh, who's a little younger than Dwayne and I, uh, so he coached both of them, and um, those two kind of came to uh, Kentucky too. Uh, uh, did Did you grow up uh, a fan of any particular college? Uh, well, uh, yes, uh, because uh, you know Western Kentucky, uh, Union County, where I'm from, is sort of on the line of uh, Evansville, Indiana. Uh, just uh, uh, Henderson is between. Um, uh, uh, my county and uh, uh, Evansville. So uh, a lot of times uh, they televise uh, the Evansville Aces, uh, you know, Evansville College, uh, uh, University of Evansville now, uh, basketball team. So I kind of became a fan of, of the uh, Evansville Aces at the time. But also, uh, every now and then, we would get the broadcasts of the UK uh, uh, games Tape delay. Yes, tape delay. Yes, uh, and uh, uh, the station that the broadcasting was uh, in Paducah, yes. Paducah, Kentucky. So I was uh, very fortunate to see a lot of the UK uh, basketball games. Kentucky first integrated its basketball program in '69-'70 with Tom Payne, yeah. who played one. First of all, freshman didn't play back then. Yes, varsity. Yes, mm -hmm. and he played one year, sophomore year, went pros mm -hmm. to. Atlanta Hawks, yes. mm -hmm. uh, under the old hardship room. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then 
the Joe B. Hall took mm-hmm. over in 72, oh, 73. Okay. Mm-hmm. His first African-American mm-hmm. recruit as a head coach was your friend Reggie Warford. Yes, a great friend of mine, yes. And then the next year, mm-hmm. he recruited two more, yes. Larry Johnson, Marion Haskins. Yes. I guess you call it the Western Kentucky Connection. Yeah, uh, well, you can say that because uh, Reggie uh, is uh, his hometown, not very far from where I grew up. Uh, uh, he's Drake's, He's from Drakesboro, uh, Kentucky, and uh, and uh, matter of fact, uh, he played a lot of the teams that I played because of uh, in the you know uh, vicinity of uh, same regions. Yes, Joe B. Hall told me many times over the years, as far back as the late seventies, mm-hmm. that when it came to integration, mm-hmm. uh, only Vanderbilt had a player at the time mm-hmm. in basketball, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he said it was important for him. As you move forward and integrate it, that mm-hmm. it was very important that he got players who were good athletes, mm-hmm. but even greater character. Yes. Mm-hmm. How does that make you feel? Well, uh, that group. Well, uh, you know, uh, it makes me feel very honored. Uh, you know, uh, uh, I was uh, really happy. You know, that Coach Hall was uh, 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 counter uh, set to. Uh, kind of uh, get uh, African-American players, you know, to come to the University of Kentucky. And for him to uh, consider me uh, that uh, I was a player that he was interested in and wanted me to play, uh, at that time I was just thrilled and uh, uh, just uh, happy. Did, uh, when you decided to come to Kentucky, uh, who else was recruiting you and what ultimately led to your decision to come to Kentucky? Well, uh, at that time, uh, you know, we was having a very heated discussion in my house where I was going to go to play basketball, you know, college basketball. And it came down to uh, Xavier and Louisville, okay? So uh, uh, I kind of excluded uh, Xavier, and then it came down to uh, uh, University of Kentucky and Louisville. And, um, oh, it, it was uh, – Was there I, division in the family? Uh, yes. Oh, great. <laughs> Greatly, yes. And the community, you know, West yeah. Kentucky. Cause we, uh, you know, uh, Did Western offer you too? Yes, and Western Kentucky University, yes. Uh, but, uh, you know, I didn't consider it, uh, Western Kentucky uh, on account of uh, – I felt like uh, 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 at that time uh, they didn't really need any help. Uh, they had uh, – the, uh, they was pretty solid at the guard position there, and uh, some uh, great players that was there at the time. So I decided that uh, I uh, focus on uh, uh, Louisville and uh, UK. When it came down to the final decision, uh, I, I know you got a lot of people talking about you don't want to play for Kentucky because mm-hmm. Kentucky plays in the SEC and mm-hmm. they don't play blacks. What ultimately made you make the decision to come to Kentucky? Well, you know, I heard that a lot. Uh, that uh, oh well, uh, you know, SEC is sort of unfair to uh, uh, African American uh, players, and uh, probably if you went, uh, you know, you probably wouldn't like it, or, or, or uh, probably end up leaving. Well, uh, you know, I thought that over a lot, but then it just didn't make sense to me because uh, I felt that uh, if uh, I could play. You know, then uh, and showed and proved myself that you know I uh, can play on the level of uh, Division One basketball that I, I would get to play, and so you know uh, having that uh, confidence 
you know, I, I didn't let that bother me and stand in my way of not coming to Kentucky. What kind of advice, if any, Coach Simpson gave you? Well, uh, uh, Coach Simpson, he basically left it up to me. Uh, uh, I guess he trusts me, uh, be mature enough to uh, uh, decide, you know, make the right decision. Uh, and so he, he wished me well and left it, left it up to me, you know. Who, who helped Joe B. recruit you? Uh, well, uh, uh, Coach Parsons. Uh, he kind of got on the trail and uh, 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 thought, you know, uh, watching me play uh, several games and all-star games. And then uh, he kind of uh, – I guess uh, discussed it with Coach Hall and and uh, and told Coach Hall that uh, you know he thought that I would be a good player to come to Kentucky. So Coach Hall got interested and and uh, I guess it's, uh, everything developed from there. I think you were the first year. Your first mm -hmm. year was the first year mm -hmm. freshman could play varsity ball again. Yes. Yes. So you mm -hmm. came in and had an extra year where the others had three. Mm -hmm. What do you remember most about your first day on campus? Wow, uh, kind of awestruck, you know, being a big university and coming from and uh, uh, being in Lexington, you know, uh, uh, my hometown, real small, you know, probably uh, population at the time was <laughs> probably about 2,000 people. Then coming to uh, Lexington, you know, the city and all, and wow, and to me it seemed like a, just a giant city. And uh, then getting on the university campus and, and the campus – was uh, uh, very large and, and big, so uh, I was kind of awestruck. Had you traveled any out of state before you got to college or not? Uh, not really. Uh, only uh, uh, probably uh, a few schools that I uh, visited, uh, you know, before I made my decision to come to Kentucky, which was a couple in Georgia, uh, Mercer, and a small uh, college in uh, Marietta, Georgia. Do you remember the first game that you scored in double figures? Uh, not right offhand, I don't. Uh, uh. Well, it was Auburn. Okay. <laughs> uh, <ten> points. <laughs> yeah, you, you played several games uh, your freshman year. I think you got in uh, 21 games. Okay. And uh, averaged roughly 10 minutes a game. That That's mm -hmm. pretty strong for a freshman back then. Well, uh, I was having a lot of fun, and uh, <laughs> like I said, it was just all exciting. And uh, uh, to get the opportunity to play as a freshman, it was just a thrill, you know. And uh, I was just happy that they changed the rule and allowed freshmen to play it, you know, uh, my freshman year. Now, going throughout your freshman year, that was also the only year that Joe B. Hall didn't have a winning record. Oh, well, uh, uh, that's, that's correct. Yeah, I 13, think we went 13. 13, 13. I remember that exactly, yes. And <laughs> how tough was that? Well, it was pretty tough. Uh, uh, like a lot of people was uh, not that happy, you know, how and we were And there were still some old people around that didn't think that Coach Rupp should have been forced to retire. Yes. Which was just two years earlier. Yes, yes. And, uh, we, you know, we, we kind of uh, felt that uh, pressure and uh, – you know, uh, just uh, just uh, unfortunately, I mean, fortunately, we didn't uh, have a losing record, <laughs> but it was a, a long season. <laughs> and then your second year, 74, 75, mm -hmm. you sort of got some reinforcements. So yes, yes. You and got two African-Americans. Yes. 
-hmm. from right here at home. Yes. Mm -hmm. Jack Gibbons, James Lee. Yes. Mm -hmm. Then you got two uh, twin tires. Yes. From out of state. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mike Phillips from Ohio. Yes. Rick Roby from mm -hmm. uh, uh, Louisiana. Louisiana. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, New Orleans. And that sort of joined the group that was headed up yes. with Bob Guyett. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, Mike yes. Flynn. Mm -hmm. Yes. Take me a little bit through that season. Okay. Add what you would like. Mm -hmm. But let's let's start out that there were a lot of people saying that was a crucial year for Joe B. Hall's future. Is that right? Okay. Mm -hmm. And you go to Bloom you you mm -hmm. go to Bloomington, Indiana. Yes. Tell uh, me about it. Well, uh, uh, you know uh, the addition of uh, uh, incoming freshmen, uh, uh, Jack Gibbons, James Lee, and Rick Rovey and Mike Phillips. I tell you, they really boost our roster and uh, uh, our team talent. Uh, you know, uh, I think uh, that 13-13 season, you know, we was kind of small and we really didn't have the uh, height, you know, to compete with some of the teams that we played that year. That's what I think that's why, you know, our record was 13-13. Uh, and uh, now uh, – And you had you had Flynn and Connor. Yes. Guyette great players. And yeah. Greavy. Oh, and great players, yes. Great oh, players, but 13-13. Yeah. And yeah. Mm -hmm. there were a lot of people who said, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> Whoa. But yes. and you go to Indiana and you get beat pretty good. Yes, mm -hmm. and a slap on the back of the head. Uh, yes, yes, oh yes, uh, the uh, famous uh, counter incident with Coach Howard Bobby Knight, which we never forget. You know, uh, what went uh, through your mind when when that was unfolding in the middle of the game or late in the game? I think it was. Well, uh, uh, it was uh, uh, sort of astonishing. Uh, uh, and uh, unexpected, and uh, uh, everybody was just stunned, you know, by uh, what, uh, what, what happened. What Bob Knight did. Yes, and we couldn't believe it, our eyes, you know. And I think uh, Coach Hall, of, of all the people, he was really stunned, could believe that the, he would do something like that. I think know. I think it was at Lynn Nance. Yes. Coach that Nance. held him back. Well, uh, uh, Coach Coach Nance stepped in front of Coach Hall, and he wanted to take on Bobby Knight. <laughs> that was that's why I got everybody's attention. I think uh, their side and our side, you know, everybody kind of turned their attention to Coach Nance when he stepped to uh, uh, kind of uh, wanted uh, uh, to uh, how you say uh, take up the matter with Bobby Knight, yeah. you know. And I mean, uh, Coach Nance was uh, sort of uh, in a. A defensive position, and like he was ready, like he was a boxer or something. He get ready. <laughs> it was uh, just a few nights. Take action. It uh -huh. was just a few nights later mm -hmm. that you end up playing in Freedom Hall. Oh uh, yes, North Carolina. Oh yes. Uh, yes. How big was that game? The turning things around. Uh well, uh, uh, probably our turning point in the season, and sort of uh, uh, mapped out and uh, showed us. Uh, uh, what, uh, how good a team we were at the time. So that was one of the turning point of the season and showed us uh, that uh, we was a pretty good team. Yes. You, you sort of got it together, mm -hmm. started rolling. Yes. You got into the tournament. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, you had the ultimate payback game in Dayton, Ohio. Yes. Undefeated Indiana. Yes. Mm -hmm. Going for an undefeated season. Mm -hmm. Take it from there. Well, uh, you know, uh, uh, like uh, I guess right before tournament started, NCAA in 1975. Uh, like I said, we already got it together, and uh, we was uh, sort of very desperate, 
and uh, uh, I know uh, me being young, uh, you know, I probably wasn't as desperate as the uh, older guys, like the seniors. Uh, the seniors. Yes, it's so, either now or never. Yeah, that's what that's, that's that was the attitude, and uh, I, you know, and they kind of uh, made us understood uh, how important it was, and uh, uh, you know, uh, for us to play very well in the tournament. So when uh, I guess uh, I can't think who we played before we played Indiana, I think it was. Uh, well, I, I can't recall, but uh, I know that uh, we wanted to avenge the loss we had the early part of the season up there in Bloomington, and uh, it came down that uh, uh, both teams fought and played as uh, hard as they could, and, uh, you know, we came out on top and, and won. A big game from Mike Flynn, an Indiana oh, kid. Oh, my goodness. Yes, he couldn't have a, a final game and, a, and at the right time. That was Central Michigan. You had beat. Oh, okay, all right, okay. Uh, had a couple great players yes. on that team. Yes, yes. Richard Roundtree was there, and uh, uh, the guard uh, McElroy. They was awful, uh, awful tough. Yeah. You were number five. Can Indiana number one? You win mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. ninety-two to ninety. Mm-hmm. You go on to San Diego. Mm-hmm. I guess that was a little eye opener. You went. You've gone to a, a part of the country you'd never been before. Well, what was it like in San Diego? Well, uh, you know. Uh, uh, that was one of the finest moments in my life, and I'm sure uh, other guys, you know, uh, kind of felt that it was a great experience and a lot of fun. Uh, like going out there to California, for, uh, my first time ever going to California, and uh, uh, we was out there several days, almost uh, six or seven days. So, you know, we kind of got to do a lot of things, go to the zoo, uh, uh, you know, and uh, the team itself did a lot of uh, activities together. So it was just a real uh, enjoyable time and all. And unfortunately, we just uh, end up, uh, you know, not winning the, the championship. You beat Syracuse yeah. in the Final Four pretty handily in 95-79. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You meet UCLA in what turns out to be John Wooden's last game. Yeah. And he announces it between <laughs> the games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You think that had any effect? Well, I think it's still the faith. Uh, <laughs> uh, when he, uh, right, I guess a, a few hours right before the, the championship game, he made sure that uh, everyone knew that there would be his final game. And uh, we being out there in California and uh, in the championship game, and, you know, he being one of the uh, greatest coaches and, and uh, winning his coach. You know, I think uh, that kind of gave them the advantage where uh, everybody was pulling for them and uh, didn't want him to go out as uh, not winning the, the championship. Great, great season for everybody, mm-hmm. uh, particularly the seniors going out. Mm-hmm. Your career now is half over Yes. Mm-hmm. with half to go. Yes. Mm-hmm. We go into the 75-76 season, which suddenly mm-hmm. Kentucky's rebuilding once again. You've lost mm-hmm. those Four great seniors, yeah. Guyette, mm-hmm. Grieving, wow. Honor, mm-hmm. Flynn. Yes. And back then, schools tended to build up mm-hmm. for a run, and then mm-hmm. almost always you'd have to rebuild. Yes. They had no one and done, yes. that yes. type mm-hmm. thing. But in 76, you come back mm-hmm. and you struggle a little bit. Yes. You have perhaps your finest moment and perhaps 
Mm-hmm. One moment you'd like to forget. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about them yes. both. But uh, mm-hmm. first of all, mm-hmm. you get the opportunity mm-hmm. to do something, mm-hmm. and you almost have it done. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. You almost get to knock Bobby Knight from an undefeated oh, season. Oh, my goodness, yes. Two mm-hmm. years in a row. Yes. Mm-hmm. Free, first of all, mm-hmm. did you like playing at Freedom Hall? Oh, that was one of my favorite play, places to play. Uh, even always in, a big game there. Oh, yes, always a big game. And even in high school when we played there in tournaments, you know, I always, uh, I always played well in uh, Freedom Hall. And um, uh, it kind of carried over when we played uh, games there in college, you know. I remember uh, one of the great games as a freshman I had against uh, Notre Dame. Yes. You know, so I, I – Double figure scoring. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I always played well in uh, Freedom Hall. I, 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 well, I, you're a big underdog against Indiana. Yes. They're undefeated. Mm-hmm. Uh, they felt like that they should have won it the year before. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think Steve May yes. had came back from an yes. injury. Yes. But he did play. Yes. Mm-hmm. But yes. – uh, and they're undefeated. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you have them down. Yes. And, uh, Less than a minute to go. Yeah, what can I say? About six points we had him down, <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> and mm-hmm. they get a freak rebound that actually yes. almost accidentally tipped yeah. in that yeah. sends it to overtime. Yes. Kit Benson, I believe. Yes, big kid, yes. Yeah. Well, uh, I, that's a game that I wish I could uh, have back. You uh, had the ball in your hands. Uh, yes. and but, uh, but there was no shot clock then. Well, no shot clock. And uh, like I said uh, – we could have just ran out the clock, you know, didn't have to score anything. But uh, uh, our mindset was, like we played all year long, we just always uh, uh, just uh, kind of uh, had a fast tempo and we always running and, and uh, trying to get an early shot and everything, which uh, I wish I had the uh, notion at the time to, you know, not – Hurry things up, yeah. and uh, Kotal he he he, he kind of hold me accountable because I didn't uh, kind of slow it down all, so he won't let me off the hook. But uh, I I'll take that one on 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 the chair. Then, and then the, the year sort of got tougher. At one mm-hmm. point you were mm-hmm. ten and ten. Yes. Mm-hmm. Roby got injured, mm-hmm. could not play again. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you had to win. I think yeah. it was the last six games of the yes. season. Yes. Mm-hmm. Just to. Uh, Qualify for the NIT. Yes. Of course, now then Mm -hmm. the NIT was much bigger than it is today. Yes. Mm -hmm. You took 32 teams Mm -hmm. to the NCAA. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. You took 16. Mm -hmm. That's just 48. They got 68 NCAA. Yes. Yes. But anyway, you came down Mm -hmm. and helped me out here now. Mm -hmm. I believe Mm -hmm. you played Mississippi State. Yes. Mm -hmm. Final game of the regular season. Yes. And. Mm The final game of Memorial Coliseum. Yes, I, I I recall that like it was yesterday, and I tell you, uh, that's like playing for the uh, uh, national championship or the championship. You weren't going to go out of there no, with, a, with a loss. No, no, and the reason for that was, uh, you know, at the uh, right before the game, they honored uh, several of the uh, uh, former players, and I mean great players, you know, and uh, we were sitting over and looking at it and said, man, ain't no way we can. Uh, Lose this game tonight, you know, with them being, you know, in the in the attendance. So uh, it was a hard fall game, and uh, I think we won in the last few seconds. And which uh, it was a battle because uh, I think we were down about uh, a you, minute you, thirty. You were down something like six or seven or eight points yeah. with a minute thirty. Yes, something like during that. the yeah. timeout, a young guy who later came and coached at Kentucky for yeah. a while, assistant coach. Yes, Jodine Jr. was on that oh. Mississippi State team. 
wow, you know, I, I didn't realize that. Okay. And he, he, during that timeout, mm-hmm. he ran and grabbed the microphone mm-hmm. of the Mississippi State announcer. Uh-huh. Said, hey, Mom, look what we've done. We beat Kentucky in their final game. He thought it was over. <laughs> but it wasn't over. <laughs> well, I didn't realize that. Okay, I didn't know that. And then suddenly you're going to the Big Apple. Yes, yes, um, which was the 3L and uh, You know, I recall, you know, you uh, – uh, uh, I think then you uh, travel with us. Yes, to I, the Big Apple. Well, actually, that was a year before I started the paper. Is that right? But my wife and I went there mm-hmm. as just fans to see the game. Oh, oh okay. So we were there. Okay, I and, remember you being and, there. And okay. I remember uh, mm-hmm. early on in it, we went with a tour group, and uh-huh. they just set it up to go for. Mm-hmm. The first two games, I think it was like a Mm -hmm. Thursday and a Saturday were your first two games. And the university Uh set it up, said, Mm -hmm. we're just going to stay first two Uh because there's no way we'll win more than one game. So so that was the first year that uh, you – Oh, it was the year before. Okay. The year before. uh, Produced the paper. Yes. I did a great paper. Oh, I love that. So so Mm -hmm. we go up there, Mm -hmm. and guess what? Mm -hmm. You win the first two. Oh, okay. Now, help me out here. Mm Mm-hmm. There was still a lot of bickering throughout the state because Kentucky wouldn't play Louisville. Oh, yes. Regular season. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you were supposed to play them in the second game. Yes. And they'd be lost. Something happened to Louisville. Yes. Uh, yes. Oh, wow. And uh, now, Was it Niagara you played in the first game? Uh, I think it was. Niagara University, yes. Well, let, let's uh, move on into that mm-hmm, tournament mm-hmm. there, New York. Mm-hmm. And you, know, you were leading all the guys around mm-hmm. New York City. You're yeah. the veteran. You're yeah. the mm-hmm. guy that knows everything. And yeah. we, we get to uh, – the uh, semifinal game. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yes, with Providence against Providence. Pro- well, I-, I wonder why you remember that so well. Well, <laughs> I think because I- now <laughs> I am told mm-hmm. that Kentucky's down one. Yes. Yeah. With just a few seconds to go. Yes, I think it was uh, seven seconds uh, to go in the yeah. game. And, and uh, Joby calls timeout. Yes. And mm-hmm. he draws up a play. Yes. <laughs> Jack Gibbons tells me the play was drawn up for you to get him the ball. That's right. Uh, well, uh, you and know, he I, said that he, he said he's still looking for that pass. I know. He had got it. What happened? Well, uh, we were talking about that just the other day. I said, Jack, you know that play was uh, drawn up for you. That's right. I do that. Well, uh, you know, the whole time, you know, I don't want to take any credit, but uh, Coach Howard was drawing up the play and everything, and I'm sitting there looking at the clock. I said, man. Uh, we have time enough to do that, you know, you know, and they were pressing. So I said, well, uh, if I could just get a, a, a opportunity to break away and, and go down the length of the floor, I'm going to shoot it. I'm not going to look the pass. So I always thought about that while Coach Howard was talking. And, and uh, behold, luckily, um, the inbound pass came to Mike Phillips, and Mike made just a perfect pass to me on a dead run. And I was able to, you know, uh, uh, Go down the floor and shoot an off balance shot, and it went in. <laughs> and that takes you into the championship game. I uh, guess it did. So that the best championship and game. Tell me a little bit because in the championship mm-hmm. game, you played uh, UNC uh, Charlotte. Yes. Mm-hmm. One of their assistant coaches was yes, uh, Mike Coach Pratt. Uh, Mike Pratt. Yes. Yes. Okay. And Lee Rose was a yes, head coach. coach. Yes, it was yeah. a head coach. Yes. Mm-hmm. And tell me about Reggie Warford that night. Well. Uh, I always uh, refer to Reg, uh, Reggie as our savior. Uh, you know, I tell us that Reggie, when we ever uh, needed help and uh, needed bailing out, you never failed us. He was always uh, ready to go, and uh, 
and always uh, 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 rise to the occasion. And, uh, and you know, I always told him how uh, much we appreciated him and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and uh, uh, how he played and helped the team. You know, I always wanted him to know that, you know, we really uh, uh, appreciate everything, you know, and, and how well he played. So uh, that game, you know, uh, came down to a uh, championship against uh, UNC Charlotte. And uh, and I tell you, woo, if Reggie hadn't play, had the game that he had, which I think he scored somewhere like 14 or 15 points, something like that, and that really got us uh, kind of – Did he have a big shot there near the end? Yes, uh, going down the stretch that kind of let the uh, win out of their sails, you know, uh, going down at the end, uh, the, one of the biggest shots in the game. Uh, I don't think uh, – well – how he played that that kind of uh, helped us and got us uh, the win. Yes, uh, really positive season because it really meant something to win the NIT back then. Oh yeah, you had three teams in that mm-hmm. that were ranked in the top twenty-five. That yes, yeah. So I mean, it was strong. So you're coming yes. back for seventy-six, seventy-seven. Yes, mm-hmm. you're in Marion senior year. Yes, mm-hmm. and you've got a lot of people. And the only guy that you you have in seventy-eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, or uh-huh. there are two guys I think uh-huh. were Shadler and uh, uh, and Kyle Macy. Okay, yes, Kyle. In '78, yes. Uh-huh. But in '77, uh-huh. you've got a nucleus there, uh-huh. and uh-huh. Joe B has told me several times uh-huh. that he thought that the '77 team was uh-huh. better than the '78. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I will say that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, y- y'all uh-huh. got off uh-huh. to a tremendous uh-huh. start. You ended up uh-huh. 26 and four. Yes. Mm-hmm. Take me through a little bit of that season, and then we'll go into the tournament. Okay. Well, during the season, all uh, you know, uh, we had uh, before the season started. No, we had a great, great uh, conditioning uh, preseason conditioning, for, uh, and everybody was in uh, just great condition. And uh, when the season started, we know we were going to be pretty good. Uh, and as, as time went on, you know. Uh, uh, we was winning games pretty easily, and then uh, you know we had a little trouble with Tennessee. Woo, you know. Yeah, uh, now, now the Tennessee had a couple guys that uh, <laughs> yes. sort of could play the game back yes, then. Yes, they uh, they the great. Uh, you lost them twice that year. Two yes, of your three yes. regular season games yes. were them. Oh yes, and uh, how good know, was Ernie and Bernie? Well, uh, they were just fantastic. Uh, uh, both of them was, you know. And I'm speaking of Ernie Grumfield and, and, and uh, Bernard, Bernard King. King. Yes, and uh, they're just two great players, uh, college players. Uh, and, uh, I mean, every time we played them, they both had just outstanding games, you know. And uh, and all the games kind of went down to the wire, you know. We fought and battled, you know. And uh, they somehow always uh, You lost came out 71 to 67 in overtime in Lexington. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then – in Tennessee, you lost eighty-one to seventy. You can't get much closer than that. No, <laughs> no, no. Those are always close games, but like uh, they always seem like a uh, find a way to beat us. You know. Throughout your mm-hmm. career here, um, you never had an SEC tournament. You just played each oh, other yes, yes. eighteen games and yes. then placed yes. it up. Oh, I would tournament. love to. And for many years, mm-hmm. only two teams from mm-hmm. the league mm-hmm. could go to the tournament. Oh yes. You weren't first or second. Yeah. In '77, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. first year Rupp Arena. Yeah. Oh, that what was... went through your mind when you walked out there on the floor the first time? Uh, Twenty-three thousand. It was just people. unbelievable. It was so thrilling, you know, when the first time uh, we took the floor. 
that season in uh, 76, okay? And um, just to hear the, the roaring crowd and the noise, oh, it was just uh, unimaginable, you know, <laughs> how, how we all felt, yeah. You uh, get into the tournament. You get to play in one of the great mm-hmm. old arenas of all time. Yeah. I bet you thought you were back in Western Kentucky, the Palestria. Ah, okay. All wooden bleachers. Yes. You played Princeton. Though. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Uh, Philadelphia. Yes. Yes. Philadelphia. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, I remember that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> did 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 you know the history of the Palestra at the time that five universities used that as their home gym? Well, uh, uh, I knew that it was a, a real uh, how you say uh, special uh, event uh, uh, facility venue. Yes, so we was aware of that, and uh, uh, when we played there, you know, like I said, we had we we felt that it was a special place of court, and we really enjoyed playing there. And we played well, you know, against Princeton, which uh, uh, everybody was thinking that we would probably have uh, a harder game, mm-hmm. you know, with them. You do that, you you beat Princeton 72-58, you come back home, you should have been playing at Rupp Arena. Oh, my. Oh, yes. And because I, the number one team out of the yes, SEC would yes. be number one in the – Back yeah. then, called the Mid-East Regional. Yes. But mm-hmm. you tied Tennessee mm-hmm. for the league, mm-hmm. but because they beat you twice, yes. they got mm-hmm. to come to Rupp. Yes. Oh. You all had to go to the east where North Carolina was at. Yes. And and uh, you play the first game there, you play Virginia yeah, Military. Yeah. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. You beat them 93-78. to 78. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Joe B. was not big for socializing or – R and R, it was all business about him yeah. going on the road. But mm-hmm. he did something between the two games that I'm sure meant a lot to you and all the other players at the time. Okay. And mm-hmm. you can tell me a little bit what it mean to you to go to the White House on that trip. Oh my goodness! Oh, <laughs> it was like a dream come true. Uh, I guess uh, 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 at a very very early age, and uh, I guess early. Uh, my uh, elementary years, you know, I always thought about, you know, wanting to visit the White House or meet the president or something like that. And, uh, you know, during this uh, s- uh, season, 76 uh, uh, 77 season, uh, like when we went up there to play in the East Region, mm-hmm. uh, we uh, was invited by. Uh, of uh, uh, Vice President uh, Walter Mondale. That's correct. To uh, come, come yes. to the White House. And uh, uh, Governor uh, 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 from Owensboro, uh, uh, not Governor, but Senator from Owensboro, uh, he kind of uh, Yeah, there was organized. a guy named Dale Seitz. Yes, okay. That was, uh, helped uh-huh. organize it. Yes. It was in the politics. Uh-huh. I guess it uh-huh. uh, would have been D. Huddleston. Or uh, uh, Wendell Ford. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Wendell, Ford. Wendell Ford. Who had been governor before yes. that. So he, he arranged it and uh, organized it. And uh, uh, Vice President Walter Mondale, uh, Mondale yeah. he uh, uh, agreed to it and, and met us and, and, and gave the tour through the White House. It was just an unbelievable dream, you know, come true for me as a kid because I always wanted to visit the White House. So you come back and you play North Carolina. Yes. Mm-hmm. No shot clock yes. again. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
four corners. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nobody today probably knows what four corners is in basketball. No. Everybody knew it then. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. You played the game. Mm-hmm. Yes. What do you remember most? Well, uh, like you said, nobody know what really the four corners is today because uh, it's kind of uh, virtually unheard of because you got the shot clock, so you can't, can't hold on to the ball. Uh, you know, we knew that uh, the style that uh, uh, North Carolina played because, we, you know, playing them um, uh, uh, in, the, uh, in the past, you know, uh, before that big game, you know. Uh, so we knew that, we, you know, we going to have a really tough time with them. Uh, what I recall in that game was, wow, we were really – Struggling and trying uh, to uh, get uh, get the ball, <laughs> you know, and they kept at four corners, kept keeping away from it. After they got about, I guess, four or five points up or something, they just wouldn't shoot the ball. And I think you were down like eight or nine in the first half. Okay, yes. Mm-hmm. And in the second half, you played pretty good defense, yes. and mm-hmm. every once in a while they would take what they think would be an easy shot and yes. it would not go in. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you got it down to under two minutes. Yes. Yes, uh-huh. And yes. there was a guy bringing the ball down the floor, and yes. you were defending him. Yes. Mm-hmm. Turned out to be your fifth and final foul. Yes. You yes. fouled out. Yes, that was hard. John Custer. Yes, a good friend of mine. Uh, he charged, didn't he? Yeah. Well, uh, you know. Uh, uh, they called I, it a block. Well, I like to think it was, but uh, John, just a, a clever, a, a, a real clever player uh, who I knew uh, coming out of high school. And I was hoping that, you know, we both could uh, uh, play together here in Kentucky. And, you know, because uh, Coach Parsons, he was recruiting me, and he was recruiting John. And, uh, so, Kentucky recruited Cruz? Yes, yes. John? Yes, very hard, yes. And uh, I think, uh, you know, uh, when he made his final decision, he kind of talked to me about it. said, well, you know, I like, uh, you know, it's a hard decision to make, but yeah. I think I'm going to go lean and go to uh Where did you North go Carolina. to high school? John. Uh, well, uh, John is from uh, uh, Virginia, Richmond uh, okay. University in Richmond. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, oh my goodness, when he said that, I said, "Oh, uh, uh, hey, that 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 kind of made uh, you." Uh, most, most everybody believe, and there were some teams in the ACC too mm-hmm. felt like that. Mm-hmm. Had there been a clock, mm-hmm. North Carolina wouldn't have been in the finals. Well, I, I don't think they would have either. Uh, a lot of teams, like I said, we always had the, uh, uh, I say the up tempo type of game. So uh, we always try to push it, push it, and go as fast as we could. Uh, and a lot of teams couldn't play with us, you know, because of that. And I, don't, I don't think they could have played with uh, our Beatles if the, we had the shot clock. Yeah. In the locker room after the game, mm-hmm. I've been in a lot of locker rooms, and that was the first year that okay. I had to catch ball. Yeah. Oh, okay. And I have never seen before mm-hmm. or since that time a more devastated locker room. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Than you guys, and in particular, mm-hmm. you and Marion Haskins. What was mm-hmm. going through your mind when you walked in that locker room mm-hmm. and you knew you were taking that Kentucky jersey off for the last time? Well, uh, uh, one, it was uh, disappointing uh, because of uh, – I, I felt uh, we were a better team and we should have won, uh, you know, and I felt, too, that uh, if uh, I had played better or uh, did some things, uh, didn't foul out, 
maybe would have won. So I was kind of heartbroken because, um, you know, the loss and all. And secondly, uh, I knew that uh, uh, my college career just ended and over with. And, uh, you know, uh, the guys that, uh, you know, I, I done play with, I felt hard, uh, felt really uh, bad for them, you know, not winning it and uh, uh, advancing and going on. Like guys, you know, especially guards like uh, Jay, uh, Trillman, you know, and my buddy Dwayne, you know, we being all guards, you know. So I kind of felt bad for them, you know. But uh, What kind of bonding did the, you and Marion have the four years you oh, were here? We had a real, real close uh, relationship uh, as friends, you know, which I knew Marion uh, at an early age. Uh, I guess I first met Marion when I was in high school. You know, his brother. Like, Clem. Yes, Clem. Great player. Yes, and Clem played uh, with uh, uh, coach uh, Steve Cunningham, who was uh, coaching at the time in the high school uh, when uh, uh, I met Marion. So they would come and, uh, in the summer and work out with uh, my brother now, who uh, my brother a lot older than I am. He's like five years older than I am. So they would come and uh, uh, clean wood and work out with them, you know. And uh, that's how I met Marion. Uh, I guess I was like a freshman in high school, and, and he was a freshman. And, uh, like, when we came to Kentucky together, uh, we, we kind of formed a bond and, and uh, 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 sort of formed a uh, lifelong uh, friendship. So we are uh, good friends uh, today. You uh, crowned your four years here. You were all SEC third team your yes. senior year. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, NBA draft come along. Mm-hmm. You were drafted twenty mm-hmm. fourth overall, yeah. which was an honor. Very which honor. was big by Buffalo. Yes, mm-hmm. but then uh, you decided to go to another adventurous place. Oh yeah. In your life. yeah. Tell me about your time well, in Japan. Okay, well, uh, wow. Uh, <clears throat> when uh, things didn't work out with uh, the NBA uh, team, uh, the Buffalo Braves. Uh, Which I, was owned by uh, well, uh, John uh, Brown? Uh, yes, uh, former governor John Y. Brown, who was a great gentleman and a good good uh, owner at the time. Uh, well, uh, I kind of uh, uh, still had a uh, plan uh, – in my blood, you know, I, I didn't want to just uh, stop playing basketball. So uh, I remember uh, I was in the uh, D League, which we would call the Development League of the NBA, and uh, playing with a team, I think, uh, out there in uh, Oregon at the time. And I got a call <laughs> from, uh, uh, I forget who called me. I think they, they put the, one of the Japanese uh, gentlemen on the phone and said, uh, uh, hi, introduced myself, and, and he was uh, Coach Kohama. That's, uh, that was his name. Uh, and uh, He visited some times at Kentucky. Uh, yes, Coach. Uh, Coach Did uh, he spend a year with him or something? Uh, Coach Kohama would, uh, I think uh, he came uh, one year uh, during the 78 and stayed the whole year yeah. and followed the team around, And uh, which uh, I was during that year I was in the D-League. So I kind of met him. Uh, uh, when I came back uh, on occasion. Had you been to Japan up to, at that time or not? Uh, no. Okay. Never been to Japan. Okay. Uh, didn't know much about Japan or anything. 
So uh, what happened was, uh, like I said, I have met Coach Kahama before I even considered going uh, and playing in Japan. Or he considered me uh, going to Japan play. Uh, I was in the D League, and then he said that uh, they were looking for someone, uh, this team, who was a Panasonic. Uh, they looking for a player, and they and he called me on the phone and asked me would I be interested in uh, going over and talking to him. You sort of took Japan with about like a storm. Well, uh, I was very fortunate, Oscar, to uh, go over and play well. I mean, uh, it was very competitive, and uh, they, I guess, when I went over, there was uh, several players from other universities playing in the league, and uh, we were playing against each other. Uh, they had the rule where. Uh, each uh, uh, team in Japan could have at least two foreign players on the team. Mm -hmm. So it was very competitive. And, you did very well. Uh, well, uh, and I had, uh, I can't take all the credit, I did have uh, some good players on my team. Mm -hmm. Oh, uh, they all were sharpshooters. Well, now tell me, <laughs> tell me about that time they tried mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. say you couldn't play over there. Well, uh, <laughs> Oh my goodness! Um, so you were a professional player. You yes, could play over there. Yes. But now you you actually mm -hmm. was employed by Panasonic. Yes. And mm -hmm. played for Panasonic. Yes, yes, that was agreement. Mm -hmm. You know, I had to work too. So uh, half the day I was working, and um, other half, uh, other part of the day we were practicing, and uh, uh, during the weekends we we had games. Uh, uh, so that that was the, the contract. How long did you spend over there? Uh, I was over there a little over 12 years, which was 12 great years, you know, and I was talking about how competitive it was. Uh, several of my other friends came over uh, during that 12-year uh, period that I was over there. Uh, LeVon Williams, uh, Freddie Cowan, uh, Derek Hart. Uh, you know, we all was on different teams playing against each other, mm -hmm. which was uh, sort of uh, complimentary and uh, – uh, uh, kind of helped fill the void of uh, missing America uh, home a lot. Did you basically stay there until you figured out that your body wasn't able to do what it wants it could do on well, the floor? Well, uh, yes, I did. Uh, uh, I, I, I kind of played out, uh, uh, how you say, uh, my career there in Japan and uh, kind of got it out of my system. Uh, <laughs> so I figured it was time for me to hang it up because uh, – you know, I really uh, felt like uh, I achieved and uh, uh, was uh, gratified with uh, how, you know, my whole uh, career, you know, playing basketball went, you know, my whole life. So I figured it was time to hang it up. Yeah. When you came back to the States, you come to Lexington. Mm -hmm. um, what are you doing now? Okay. Well, uh uh, I'm trying to think when I came back to Lexington. Uh, when I first came back from Japan, I lived in Georgia for about eight years. And then uh, I moved back to Lexington, which was in uh, 1998. You know, I always wanted to get back and everything and, and uh, uh, get close to my family and friends and all. Uh, so uh, uh, I kind of went out to Toyota and worked a little bit. Then uh, I found out I... <laughs> I didn't want to work that hard, so <laughs> <laughs> I left Toyota. And then I went to um, uh, Train. That's where I'm at right now. I'm working over at Train, and, um, which, which we make uh, air, air conditioned units. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, and it's a story behind it because the reason why I went back to Train and wanted to work for Train, when I was uh, in college in, uh, in 1975, 
I had the choice. Uh, I remember uh, I went down and talked to uh, Mr. Garbers Kincaid about working at Central Bank, and he gave me the job. He said, well, Larry, uh, yeah, we have a job for you. You'll be working at this branch, you know, transporting whatever we want you to transport from the main bank to the small bank. Then I got to think, I said, wow, you know, maybe it ain't what I wanted to do. So I had a friend working at the train at the time, so he was telling me, well, if if that ain't what you want to do, maybe you want to come over here and see uh, 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 working how you feel about working here at train. So I decided to go over there and, and see, and I said, well, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll do that. So I kind of uh, always wanted to work at a big uh, company, you know, sort of like train and, uh, and back in college. And then when I came back to Lexington, uh, again, after working Toyo a little bit, uh, that was a little too big. And then I kind of downsized a bit, went to train, you know. So it was kind of like a, a going back when I was in college. So I, I've been there now about 13 years. Thanks for listening to Conversations with Oscar Combs, presented by Rafferty's. We will have part two of Oscar's conversation with Larry in a future episode. But for now, there are plenty of great episodes of Conversations to hold you over. For more stories during the time that Larry played at UK, check out episode 45 with Jack Givens. Episodes are available at oscarcombs.com and you can always subscribe and download episodes for free on your mobile device. Search for at Wildcat News in iTunes or the Google Play Store and subscribe. That way you're guaranteed never to miss an episode. For more with Oscar, follow him on Twitter. He's at Wildcat News. I'm Bo Robinson, and this has been Conversations with Oscar Combs, presented by Rafferty's. And as always, go Big Blue.